Hey y'all, my name is Nayeli. Hey y'all, it's Imani. What's up y'all, it's Isa. And welcome back to Soccer Tea. So today's topic, we're going to talk about the infamous college scandal. Mm, all these parents being exposed for paying college admissions officers directly or indirectly to get their children into the best colleges. So we know the star... Criminal. <laughs> of it all. Of it all. Um, Lori Laughlin. Aunt Becky. Aunt Becky. Full House. My goodness. <laughs> Can't watch Full House the same way. <laughs> Honestly. She paid half a million dollars for mm. her daughters, mm. uh, Olivia Jade and Isabella, to get admitted to USC or the University of Southern California. And the basis of it all is just like they paid the coaches so leaving them there on crew team scholarships, mm-hmm. but in reality they were they on the crew team. team. They went to <coughs> I forgot the name of the actual program, but it it was a man. I know what you're talking about? Yeah, it's, you had um, the name. What's his name? It's William Ricks. It's a, a for profit like college prep, prep yeah. yeah program. Yeah, William Singer. That's yeah. his name. Yeah, mm-hmm. he they went through him, gave him money so that he could go talk to like the the coaches, the coaches and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, like he paid SAT, ACT mm-hmm. uh, test administrators mm-hmm. to let other people take the children's tests, things like that. So he was basically the mover and the shaker of all mm-hmm. of this. And that man's going to jail. Yeah. Uh, they're they're all going to, to jail. jail period. Right. Yeah. Here's like, the worst part though, like. So the parents would pay William Singer's program uh-huh. and to put their kids in his program, right? Mm-hmm. But his program is technically a nonprofit. Profit. It's a charity. So oh, they could get some of that income tax back on yes. their taxes. So mm-hmm. it, would, it would look like they're contributing to a charitable mm-hmm. yeah. program. And so then they won't in be reality, taxed as much. Right. In reality, yeah. they were paying for their kids to get into college. Yes, yeah, like mm-hmm. they're going to jail for mail fraud. They yeah. Gonna, they about to charge them Lori, for tax. she's on a, a $1 million the, bond. Exactly. Right? <laughs> like, they going to jail for tax evasion because uh, fraud. fraud, period. Because this is, huh, it's just so upsetting. Right. I wonder if those parents can pay to get into the best prisons. <laughs> that's what they Oh, yeah, they're going to the best prisons now. <laughs> Let's believe that. Let's believe that. And it's just like I'm not a student athlete, but like I would be pissed if like I went through like so much practice and like yeah. just training in general to some kid taking my spot at a school or that putting I really their face to. on mine. I think we need to realize that this is just the tip of the iceberg that's like yeah. unfolding. Like families of privilege like this, can, it's common. I like, mean, it's yeah. it's not just common, but they've already paid exorbitant amounts of money, exactly. K through twelve to get their kids into private schools, exactly. to get their kids $1,000 SAT and ACT tutors. Like, exactly. these families, like, already have that privilege. Exactly. And they can pay for their kids to do club sports. They can pay for their kids to do different extracurricular buy activities. Buy the team. How about that? Right. Like, they could buy the team if they wanted to. And they can pay for people to write their essays mm-hmm. for them. I don't yeah. understand why they needed to go to this length after they've had every single opportunity, which most kids Laziness. aren't offered. Laziness. Right. Like, they just... Because, like, a lot of the times, I feel like what happened here is, like, in college, not in high, in college, but in high school, the students, like, they're just trying to get their reins through high school. Like, they're not mm-hmm. really thinking about college. college. But when it comes to junior year, and they're like, oh, yeah, you need to start thinking about college. And they're like, hmm, mm-hmm. I want to go to Harvard. So then the parents like, okay, we're going to make it happen. But not one of them did any type of ACT, SAT prep. Not one of them are on any type of team. It's just like them living throughout high school, just doing what they can. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, now is the time to, like, amp it up and stop being lazy. Yeah, so you have mm-hmm. to pay your way to get there. 
And I'm not saying it's a good thing that what they did. It's just like they were doing the best for their kids. Like, if my kid wanted to go to USC, like, if I had like the privilege and like the amount of money, I'm not saying like I would go through that extent like yeah. pay like coaches but i will do everything in my ability with like the money i have yeah. to get them into that school so it's just like you always have to look at it through that way because like at the end of the day like lori just wanted her kids to go to a good school yeah but they always accept the legacy so do yeah. something yeah. for the actual university mm, don't yeah. just pay this man to go through yeah. and do something to get your children on the school like if you want your child to be accepted, create a foundation to where if your ch- daughter gets accepted into a certain program, mm, that right. you pay the way for another student, mm. a low-income student. Don't just sit there and be like, oh, my gosh, like it's just for my child. Yeah, Do yeah. something else. like, Because then I, I believe admissions officers probably be like, yeah, we're going to send her on through. Yeah. Because, like, at the end of the day. They need legacy admissions. Exactly. Yeah. You need legacy admissions, but there's low-income students that literally have nothing mm-hmm. but busting their tail, doing everything that they can, getting Amen. these high scores, mm-hmm. having a job, doing summer programs and everything like that. Everything like that. And you have the opportunity to get more than a head start. Yeah, like, right. why not use that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, there's a YouTube video of, like, a previous Harvard admissions oh, yeah. counselor, the yeah. one I showed you. Yeah. And, like, they already have a set quota of, like, numbers of really? the admission, yeah. like, a legacy and, um, what else do they call it? Legacy admission seats for them. Because, yeah. like, or, like, people, they have, um, flag that people, like, their parents have donated a certain amount of money for. So, of course, they had that secured already. So, yeah. true. you're going to need those wealthy kids because they're the yeah. ones that are paying for the library and, yeah, like, yeah. financial, like, supporting the financial aid and, like, yeah, funding yes. and stuff like that. So, you're going to have to have those kids in your school because yeah. it's politics, too, because yeah. if their dad is building a new dorm, right? if oh, yeah, officer, yeah. they want the best yeah. for their college. So, of right, course, yeah. playing politics, I'm going to have to accept that kid either way. Yeah. So, I mean, but people, like, now people are finding out about this, and they're saying, well, I think everyone, regardless of who you are, should just be accepted purely on merit, right? So just looking at numbers, looking at your <laughs> scores, looking at, like, not even considering your social, economic mm-hmm. class, not considering your race, which I can I can see that's I mean, a little dangerous, yeah, right? Because that doesn't produce a diverse class of yeah. students. And, but that's what that's leading towards, and that's what's scaring me a little bit. My scores might not look as good on paper, mm-hmm. but there's a significant amount of barriers that exactly. low-income students of color face. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, if they're only looking at numbers, they'll see the high scores. But if you see, like, a student of color, like, low-income, first-gen, yeah. they might not have a high score. But numbers doesn't tell you how hard they have worked, work, how many exactly. jobs they had at, like, work to support their family, or how many extracurriculars they, they have do. had done. Yeah. So it's just like it shouldn't be just on merit. Yeah. It should really be about character and like everything else, like the holistic review. Yeah. Just taking everything in account. Yeah. And like there's a misconception with like the legacy students and like them paying because people feel like, oh, but like top universities like Harvard and Yale and everybody else, they get a lot of money for research and all this other stuff. So shouldn't that be going into the school? And like, yes, they're getting that money, but it's going towards that research. So the legacy students, this is like their overhead. So that tuition, everything on that campus, the legacy students and high income students are paying for that. The research money goes to research. It's not just mm-hmm. for True. everything yeah. on the campus. So them dorms, those legacy mm-hmm. students. Mm-hmm. like. I mean, I really don't think that students should just be accepted based on whether or not your parents have gone to that university. I understand that parents 
donate a significant amount of money yeah. to help establish that university or build a library yeah. or build a dorm. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that means that their student or their child is going to necessarily do that same great thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know it's not right, but, like, either way. Wait, I mean... It's a way... They have a higher chance. They, exactly. have a, they have a higher chance, and that's just the fact. Yeah. And, but I'm just saying, maybe instead of changing the system to for only merit-based, like, we should take a look at legacy students and what we're doing for them. Yeah. And that, yeah. Or at least what they're, like, a little bit competitive, at least. Right. Not just, like, mm-hmm. mediocre students, but, like, mm-hmm. at least a little bit competitive to where they can be successful in these different types of atmospheres. And I just feel like for the benefit of your child, don't put them in a situation that they're not going to be prepared for. That's true. Exactly. And I feel like that's exactly what legacy students, like, they have that privilege. Like, yeah. they, they're not ready for that. Right. Because they haven't had to try. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, someone could be number one in their class here, and they've worked really freaking hard for it. Yeah. And they go to Harvard, and they work even harder. And that's yeah. perfectly fine, but legacy students who may not be as high-ranked in their class, yeah. just because my daddy owns a library, I can get to go to that university. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. A lot of the kids, they were giving, like, um, athlete scholarships, but you you can you can uh, take the athlete scholarship, but not necessarily sign up for the actual team. Wow. Oh, that's ridiculous. That, wait a that minute. Is <laughs> so it's just like hmm, exactly the, the out. that because that's how they did it. Because exactly. like they don't necessarily have to, or like they can just say it like I withdraw with the team. Yeah. Like oh. and news <laughs> news outlets aren't talking about that. They're yeah. saying oh these parents have paid this much money for their kid to get into college. They're not reporting on how many students could have gone to exactly. that college. Exactly. Who are in merit, in academics, in athleticism, better than yeah. that child. You know, they're taking the place of people like us. I'm just saying. <laughs> not to be full of myself, but. but honestly, mm-hmm. and it's just like not in just California, because it's like um, there's that same scandal at, at Wake Forest. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just they like. They got fired. So yeah, he got fired, fired real mm-hmm. quick. I mean, it's at Georgetown. It, I'm pretty sure every university, every university has yeah. kind of. Done the played same a part thing, of that yeah. game. Yeah, and then they probably because like they all feed into because like college. I'm gonna say like college is a business. Like it they're is. trying to make money. Exactly. So I want to open my own college. We gonna get <laughs> <big>. <laughs> exactly, and like they're all just trying to feed into this idea of like elitism. Like elitism. Yeah. Yeah, and like they're trying to like be. I'm trying to be the best of the best. Yeah. You know? In a school. A school never mean that that deeply to me just from the name, like exactly, you know, because it's not even it's not the gonna name work. that's gonna take you that exactly. Far. It's right. not even gonna mean anything to you if you knew that you didn't really work for it. Yeah, yeah. and like even in even after that, like students that are like have like a lot of connections to get into these universities and stuff like that. A lot of the times, they they're going head to head with just regular people mm-hmm. from regular places that just have just as much um, work ethic as they do. They're kind of grandfather clausing their way into yeah. Harvard. That's basically what's going on. And I bet like many students feel discouraged now to apply to exactly because they like know that. like because they're like, are going to be yeah, taken up right. Like, and they know their parents don't have no six point five million dollars for them to get mm-hmm. into that school. So like diverse students aren't going to be encouraged to apply to these colleges. Mm-hmm. Because, like, after I watched that video with the Harvard admissions officer, like, I felt some type of way. Because yeah. it was just, like, if they have that quota, like, like how, how many students do they want are, like, first gen or, like, diversity, yeah. Yeah. like, 
quotas are so weird. weird. Like, yeah, because like, <laughs> quotas are unconstitutional. Let's start, yeah. let's start with that. That's very that's, true. Um, but it's UC weird. Berkeley v. Bach ruled that. So, exactly. quota system should be done. Oh. It's just like, I'm going to feel some type of way because I know, like, those spots are, like, like, yeah. are done. Like, ugh. But there's this argument that's circling around that says that Harvard uses quota systems for, like, black Americans, for Asian Americans, for Latin American mm-hmm. students. And that's just not true. It's Equity. like, yeah. and they're, they're trying to say that they're trying to cap it at, like, a certain amount of students. But one, that's unconstitutional. And two, if a school said, oh, I need 35 black people, the first that question you should right. ask is why. Why? What, 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 what do you need? Right. So that's the tea for today. So we'll see you guys on the next episode. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening.